Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU fans, mortgage rates are down, so now is the perfect time to talk to a UCCU mortgage expert about refinancing and lowering your monthly payments. Visit uccu.com. After three quarters of play, BYU the lead on the scoreboard and Liberty the lead on the stat sheet. Total offense, 372 for the Flames, 369 for BYU. Liberty with 239 pass and 105 rush. I beg your pardon. Liberty with a 239 pass, 133 rush. And BYU with a 264 pass and 105 rush. Third downs, pretty good for both teams. Liberty 9 of 15, BYU 5 for 9. Yards per play today. BYU almost two yards better. 7.7 to 5.8. Liberty has squeezed off 16 more snaps than BYU on uh, nine minutes plus more of possession time. We begin the fourth quarter, BYU 24 and Liberty 17. Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson up top, along with Ben Bagley in the booth. We have Mitchell Jurgens down on the field as we have 15 to play. BYU with a win would go to 5-4. and four. Liberty would drop to 6-4. and four. BYU would need only beat Idaho State to become bowl eligible. And Liberty needs one win in the last three games to do the same. They've got BYU today, Virginia in two weeks, and then New Mexico State to end the year. BYU has a contract with the Hawaii Bowl, pending bowl eligibility and not playing in any other bowl. And that would be the assumption, but you never know until you know. We'll find out here in the coming weeks exactly what BYU's post-destination, postseason destination will be. And the presumption would be Hawaii on six wins. That was the deal. All right, BYU from the 45-yard line. First down and 10. The Cougar 45. And Baylor Romney's gone all the way. I say all the way. They have had a pass thrown by someone other than Baylor. Micah Simon, 44 yards for a score. Pistol with Katoa trailing Romney. Snap Baylor. Quick turn to his right. Hand off Lopini. And Lopini gets a good three or four yards before contact. And then after contact, pushes the pile. An additional couple to the CF 49 of Liberty. It'll be gain of six, second down and four. Good physical run there by Katoa. Hit the hole hard. As you mentioned, Greg, after initial contact, kept those legs driving, got some help from O-linemen coming behind him and blocking and pushing, setting up a nice second and four where the whole playbook is open. Cougars taking a lead into the fourth quarter when the Sitaka-era Cougs have done that. BYU's 20 and four. 20 and 4 leading into the fourth. Again, Pistol. Finau replacing Katoa. The turn right, the handoff Sissione, and he's hit in the backfield and dropped by Javon Scruggs. Loss of one to third down and five, right at midfield now. Ball between the hashes. Javon Scruggs, a safety there, came blitzing and was able to find a crease. Matt Bushman was kind of behind him. I think uh, caught him by surprise as he blitzed from depth. And Bushman wasn't expecting to see him in the hole. Was able to stop Finau in his tracks. BYU 5 for 9 on third. They went for it on fourth and two. Just outside the 40 for a touchdown. They're at midfield now facing third and five. Baylor gun. A short drop and a fire far side. It's complete to Shumway. 
little out to the far boundary and needing five. Cougars got eight, moved the sticks. That is his game. Clean look, pre-snap, one-on-one. The defender was slightly inside shade. He knows his guys on a quick out. Catch the ball, no hesitation. Set your feet, throw an accurate ball out there. That is Baylor Romney's strongest attribute as a quarterback. So ball on the far rail. The left hash, the way Romney and the Cougs see it, going left to right as we see it and you hear it. Pistol formation, Katoa trails Romney. Bushman moves from left tackle to right tackle. Double tights, double wides to the right. Pressure from Romney's right. He throws on the release to Rob Bushman. It was too quick, pressure too intense, and it's an incompletion on first down and 10 for Romney and the Cougs. Scruggs, who foiled the, C- the Finau run on second down a couple plays ago, was the same one who was in Romney's face. Liberty's heating him up a little bit, mixing up the safety looks, bringing safeties, linebackers, uh, all sorts of looks being thrown at Baylor-Romney. Baylor gun, Katoa to his right hip. Doubles left and right on a second and ten. Option look, keeper, Romney. Baylor's got the first down and more. Romney stays on his feet inside the 30 to the 25. And the Cougars are set up at the 24-yard line. 18-yard run on second and 10 for Baylor Romney on the option that he kept. Great read there. The Cougars have run this play probably 20 times in their nine games this season, and it's gone to the running back, probably 19 of those. The defender sold out to going at chasing after Katoa. Baylor kept it and took advantage. First and 10 Cougs, Romney and shotgun. Receives the chest high snap. Same look. This time the option pitch to Katoa. Katoa got hit at the 20 and couldn't stay in bounds as he was on full speed toward the sideline. He goes out at the 16 and a half yard line. Good gain though. It'll be BYU second and short. Second and long, two, almost three. So give Katoa seven on the option right. Now BYU's cooking a little bit and leading it by seven, looking to add to the tally and make it a two-score game once again. 12-18 to play here in Provo. BYU 24 and Liberty 17, our score. Romney will go under center with Katoa, the lone setback. Tight end and wing back to the right. They motion, ignore that. Deep drop. Romney for the end zone. It is cut for a touchdown by Moroni Lohuluputu on the right side. And the Cougars go back up two scores. A rare sight this season and with this offensive staff to see a BYU quarterback under center, but it worked out tremendously here. They brought a Levahifo, so Katoa was behind him, brought a Levahifo across the formation, so all of everyone's eyes were caught in the backfield. Is it going to Katoa? Is it going to Hifo? Great ball action, well fakes by Baylor Romney, raises up. Moroni Luluputu snuck behind the entire defense, caught the ball in the corner of the end zone for the touchdown. Harris snap, Livingston hold. Oldroyd kick up and good. Cougars go up 14 again, 31 to 17. And BYU's got a nice long run of success going when scoring 30 or more. They've gotten there again. 31-17, 12-01 to play here in Provo. We're taking a break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time now for the Utah Pork Producers Pigskin Scoring Summary. BYU goes 68 yards in nine plays. 3.46 off the clock. The final play, Romney de Laulupututau. 17-yard touchdown pass. Moroni's first catch of the night. Gets BYU back in the end zone. The Pigskin Scoring Summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers. Utah Pork Producers committed to farming responsibly and ethically. Visit utahporkproducers.org under We Care. BYU has scored in every quarter for a second consecutive game. That's always a good sign of success 
in the Kalani Sitake era. More on that in a second. Troy Henderson and Frankie Hickson are back to return the Skyler Southam kickoff. And from three yards deep, oh, thought about it, took a knee, did Henderson. So, BYU in the Sitake era, when scoring in every quarter, has a record of 10 and 1 with nine consecutive wins. And BYU's done that here tonight. BYU in the Sitake era, when scoring 30 plus points, has won 14 consecutive games. And they've done that here tonight. And they're 14 and 1 under Kalani when scoring 30 plus. They did it last week and they've done it again here. They did it earlier in the year against USC. Took overtime to get there, but they got there. All right, Buckshot Calvert, shotgun. Joshua Mack to his right hip. The pull away, the throw to Mack, low incomplete. Stops the clock at 11.57 to play here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU football brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Ball between the hash marks, and Calvert awaits a shotgun snap. Joshua Mack to his right. Calvert left and now throws right to Mack, makes the catch in the right flat, and then upended after a gain of eight to the right side. So caught the ball in open space. The space closed up. It'll be third down and two. D'Angelo Mandel, the tackle for BYU. And the Flames right back to the line of scrimmage with the clock rolling at 11.35. Snap Calvert. Oh, man. That is blown up in the backfield. Kairos Tonga with a tackle for loss. We'll call that our Martins collision of the game. The handoff to Mack was swallowed up by Kairos Tonga. What a timely play. There are big plays, and then there are timely big plays. For Kairos to be able to pull that out of his hat on a big third down, keeping the momentum away from Liberty and on BYU's side, great display of athleticism and effort by the defensive tackle. So punting away are the Flames on fourth down and seven back at their 28-yard line. The kick is away, some pressure from El Bakri. And it bounced in front of Alevahifo. He'll let it go, and it'll go deep into BYU territory to the 17-yard line. The Martins collision of the game. Tonga on Mac. Brought to you by Martins Collision Repair. For the right repair, the right paint, the right choice. Learn more at martinscollision.com. Timeout on the field. We're taking it. 10.41 to play here in Provo. BYU 31 and Liberty 17 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 10.41 to play here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, BYU 31 and Liberty 17. BYU football brought to you in part by Tucano's. Back to school, back to football, and back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the flame-grilled meats, seafood, or the award-winning unlimited salad festival, dinner at Tucano's is an experience you can't get anywhere else. BYU offense back out on the field with Baylor Romney at the helm. Romney 20 for 30 for 245. Three touchdowns and a pick. Passer rating of 161.6. BYU currently minus two in the turnover margin and yet leading comfortably by two touchdowns. Romney claps the hands. They motion Hifo. They beg your pardon, Simon. They give to Simon on fly sweep and not much to the far side of the field running from right to left for maybe a yard two. To the 19, 
Second down eight for BYU. Over at Southfield, the undefeated BYU women's soccer team, an early 2-1 lead on LMU. Elise Flake has scored for the 38th time in her BYU career. Solo fifth all-time. They're up 2-0 early, and then LMU answering. That's over at Southfield. As BYU plays the other kind of football over here at Lavelle Everett Stadium. Really early, right, Greg? How many? Seventh minute? Eighth, eighth minute? minute? Already 2-1, yeah. Wow. A lot of goals happening over at Southfield on senior night. Baylor Romney. The handoff to Katoa. He's spun around, but for a gain of seven on second and eight. That's freshman handing off to sophomore. Romney to Katoa. Here whistles. I don't see any flags. It'll be third down and one. 26-yard line of BYU. Third down and one. BYU six for ten on third downs. They've not faced a third and one or a third and two yet tonight. See how they do here on this third down with one yard to go. Here early in quarter number four. BYU on the year, a 54% conversion team on third and one. Romney goes under center, and they sneak Baylor, but I heard whistles and a flag. Maybe a, well, I want to say maybe yet. Yeah, it looked to me like a false start. Looked like he had the yard, but then flag at the far side. But the play got off. Snap infraction. Offense, number 66. Five-yard penalty remains third down. So the third and six on penalty number four. So no third down and one attempt. It'll go to another third down and six where BYU's 0 for 2 tonight. You know, Liberty, uh, obviously the game is in BYU's control right now, but Liberty is a team that's put up 60 points multiple times, eclipsed the 40. They're capable of scoring in bunches with a 14-point lead and nine minutes left. This game is still not out of reach for Liberty. This is a big down for BYU. Third down six at the BYU 21. A step up by Baylor. He throws complete to Simon. It's a first down and more. A flag flies from very deep downfield. Also a flag on the far side of the field. So BYU an easy first down on a gain of some 15-plus. But two flags flying on opposite parts of the park. We'll see what they decide here. Looks like they're coordinating, Greg. To me, potential. Simon came, he drug across the field and passed a couple of BYU receivers who were also downfield. Potential opportunity for a pick play. I, I sure hope that's not the case. But um, normally it's the back judge's call, and that's why the flag came in from deep. But we'll see. It could have very easily have been holding on Liberty. There was just it was kind of a lot of it was a jumbled up mess there, and Simon emerged and was able to catch it for the first down. Pass interference, offense number thirty-five, blocking downfield prior to the pass, fifteen-yard penalty. Repeat, mm. third down. Quite costly. Esaione Finau was blocking for Simon before the pass was thrown downfield. And now has BYU called the timeout? It's one of those where I think Kalani wants to have a little bit more discussion item with it. It's under further review. So as they're showing the replay, Greg, Kalani is arguing, and I think one of the reasons, it looks like Sione may have not engaged until after he caught the ball, or at least simultaneously, uh, because Kalani is hot. He keeps on, you can kind of read his lips, and he's mouthing, it was not early, he was not blocking downfield, and now they're reviewing this. So 
hopefully it comes out in BYU's favor. Huh. Well, of all the different many things you can review, the offensive PI in this case, or the player downfield, is one that I would have to read up on. But they did say the play is under review. So the uh, referee on the uh, near side of the field with the headset on is conversing with the booth. Well, and it looked like um, when Sione first approached that defensive, uh, the defensive player who, you know, he got the flag on because he was blocking him. It, initially, when he first made contact, it looked like he was actually trying to run a route and was just putting his hands on him to get free and then realized when the ball had been thrown, then started to block for Micah. So I wonder if they see this review, if they actually determine that his first contact with this defensive player, he was actually running a route and not blocking, um, which, which could overturn this play and give BYU a first down. You know what, guys? I may have misled us by them at, at Sione's point of engaging. What Kalani is arguing, the more I'm watching uh, the TV feed and kind of trying to read his lips, they're arguing that Simon actually caught the ball at or behind After the line of scrimmage. Review, the rolling on the field is confirmed. The ball was neither tipped, and it went beyond the line of scrimmage. The foul stands. 15-yard penalty repeat. Third down. Foul is actually half the distance to the goal. Third down. Okay, so they'll set the ball up between the 10 and the 11 of BYU with 8.45 to go. Cougars leading it by a score of 31-17. to This delay all coming relatively midway through the fourth quarter of play, fourth quarter. So the Cougs will line up with two re receiving options wide right, and two to the short side left, and Baylor in the gun with Lopini Katoa. No Emmanuel Asupa tonight. Option keep, and he gets sandwiched and hammered. The ball came loose, and Lopini dives on it inside the BYU 10-yard line. Baylor Romney was lit up on the option keep. And the ball did pop loose, and BYU does have possession. And now the Cougs punted away from their end zone. That was that hesitation option play where earlier when Baylor Romney ripped off a 16-yard game, that time got a little bit too cute. Unless you are a threat maybe like a Taysom Hill was for BYU with the ball in your hands, it's always best as a quarterback in any kind of option, keep or give situation, always give to the running back. Snap Oldroyd. Not terribly deep. Takes a, BYU, uh, takes a BYU bounce. And then initially, looking like it was going to head for BYU, took a liberty hop the other way to the 46 is all. So, Cougars don't gain a lot there. Short punt, 46-yard line of BYU, and timeout on the field. Cougars have some work yet to be done to get out of here with a win. 31-17 over Liberty, 7.48 to play on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Over to Ben Bagley here in our Mo Betta's broadcast booth for a scoreboard update. Ben. Over at Southfield, BYU up 2-1 on LMU. Final game of the season, regular season for BYU on senior night. Two goals early by Elise Flake and Ella Ballstadt, both assisted by Lizzie Braby. So BYU up 2-1, looking to complete the undefeated season, Greg. Thank you, Ben. Unusually, LMU is out shooting BYU. The Cougs have outshot every team they've played this year. Eight to four, the shot total in LMU's favor early. That is interesting. BYU 31, Liberty 17 over here at Lavelle Stadium. Fans, did you know 
You can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet, dropped off at your front door. It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smiths app and save time. Shop online. Liberty football still hanging around on this one. Two-touchdown game. They're on BYU's side of the field, first and 10, 46-yard line. Buckshot Calvert with Frankie Hickson to his right. Trips to the short side right. Calvert's looking left. Now he's scrambling left, looking downfield while looking to the team area and throwing out of pounds. He'll just chuck it away. So it's a throwaway for Calvert running toward his team area to the left sideline. J.J. Nwigwe was giving chase. Good job by J.J. shedding his block. It was only a three-man rush there, so it was only up to El Bakri, Tonga, and Nwigwe to put any kind of pressure on Calvert. They flushed him out to the right. Nwigwe gave chase and was able to force a throwaway. J.J.'s been a fun story this year to see his development and evolution and how much he contributes now on that D-line. BYU shows four on the line. They drop eight as the pass goes near side to Antonio Gandy-Golden. He shoves guys off enough on a second and ten to get almost the full ten yards right there. And he makes the catch just shy of the marker and then just muscles his way to the line and they move the sticks. That speaks to that strength and physical prowess that Mitch was... Uh, speaking to earlier. He used Julio Jones. That's a pretty tall comparison. He reminds me of a maybe a little bit more slender Cody Hoffman. Snap buckshot. Takes a three-step. Settles. Sets. Fires. Downfield. Antonio Gandy-Golden makes the catch and hauls it in and toe taps at the 14-yard line. Give him the 13. A-G-G. What a grab on the near boundary. Calvert was not even considering going anywhere else with that ball. It was a hitch and go. He had Diane underneath and Austin Lee over top, and he threw it into double coverage. Wow. And the throw on the slant to Golden, Gandy Golden, and now we've got whistles. They're looking at it. They might go review. Prior to the snap, replay has paid the referee on the field. This play is under further review. So the question will be, did AGG get a toe in? And I think the answer is yes. It was a heck of a tap. And he got hit so immediately. I mean, it is literally the tip of his toes of his cleats touch before he is hit by both Austin Lee and Diane Gawalaku out of bounds. But it does look to me, Greg, as you've said, that he does get them. They do make contact with the turf. That was a next-level reception right there from Antonio Gandy-Golden. Leading target tonight. He's been the man. Nine for a buck 46 and a touchdown. Antonio Gandy-Golden, should that play stand? And, again, I, I didn't get the – this next look we're going to get on the screen might give us the best sense of grass and toes. And, yeah, I think you got to say that's toe tap and that's in. So a spectacular catch by Gandy-Golden. And the Flames should be setting up first and 10 at the BYU 13-yard line. 31-17, seven minutes left. Greg, you got to – Got to make them earn it here. And as a BYU defense, obviously they're already in field goal range. Do good. Oh. After further review, the rolling of the field of a completed pass is confirmed. First down for Liberty. I think they're going to come back to Gandy Golden. Uh, so do your best job to not let him sneak one into the end zone here. And hopefully force a field goal, which keeps it a two-score game. Okay, so we're all dropping pro comparisons in here. I'm going to throw in a Larry Fitzgerald for you on this yes, one. Yes, I like that. A lot smaller booty, but uh, but similar skill set. All right, Calvert in the gun. First and ten, Flames at the BYU 13. A direct sprint to the right. 
Looks back on a throwback left. The throwback is in the air. He's got a man in the end zone. It is caught by the tight end, Fouts. Will they call it a touchdown? They do. Touchdown, Liberty. Zach Fouts, and what a grab on the throwback from Calvert. All eyes were on Golden Gandy, and sure enough, he was double coverage to the right side of the field where Calvert initially was flushed out. It looked like he was flushed out, but I think it was a designed kind of half rollout, half run. And even despite the double coverage, it looked like Gandy Golden popped open in the corner of the end zone. But it didn't matter because Calvert turned back as Fouts snuck open to the backside as the PAT goes through and caught the ball while while being chased by Peyton Wilgar for the touchdown. 31-24 on the PAT. 31-24 with 6.35 to play in Provo. Two tremendous catches, Gandy Golden and Fouts. One to set up the TD, the other on the TD. It's a touchdown game again. Again, BYU's not out of these woods yet. Seven-point game. We'll take a break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We will see what kind of smart decisions the BYU offense will make on this ensuing drive with 6.35 to play and a 7-point BYU lead, 31-24. Here is a smart decision. The UCCU 4321 Cashback Rewards Card, which gives you more cash back on the spending you do the most. UCCU, love where you bank. Kickoff, Alex Probert. Katoa, Algier, await for BYU. They go deep. They go into the end zone for a touchback. It'll be BYU first and 10 from the 25. Well, Cougars maybe one more score, putting this one to bed. But Liberty has certainly shown themselves to be game, and uh, BYU, with any kind of a letdown, is going to find itself in even more of a game than they find themselves currently with 6.35 to play, a 31-24 game. The offense breaks huddle, and Baylor Romney, who's gone all the way, sets up in the gun. BYU moving left to right here in quarter number four. On the right hip of Romney is Katoa. Snap Baylor, handoff Lopini. Lopini feeling his way forward down the left side and inside the numbers makes a cut. And that cut meant about three more yards to the 33-yard line. Eight-yard run for Lopini Katoa. Just keep the chains and the clock moving. And ideally, tack something on at the end of this possession. 6-14, clock rolls, BYU by seven. Yeah, great vision there by Lopini Katoa. I continue to be impressed by the running backs of BYU and their vision and their patience and their ability to exploit these tiny holes that they um, that they see for big gains. Snap Romney, handoff Finau this time. That's a strong run. That's lowering the head and on second and two, picking up nine. Sione Finau. Yeah, the offensive line started off this second half. I mean, that first drive where that ended in the Sione Finau fumble was on the back of the offensive line. You could tell they made it a priority in this second half to come out and establish their physical presence. They've done that. They started off the second half, and they're continuing to do that here as we're getting into crunch time in the fourth quarter. 42-yard line of BYU. New set of downs. Clock rolls to 515. Liberty blitzing from the right. They can't catch up to Lapini Katoa, who takes off left for a gain of three. The only turnovers tonight have been committed by BYU. BYU looking to win a minus margin game. They're minus two and leading by seven. Possession time, Liberty plus six minutes. 
yardage. BYU by a bit. First downs. Liberty has more of them. 24-21. Yards per play goes to BYU. Number of plays goes to Liberty. So the stat sheet is uh, rather well compartmentalized. As Baylor Romney fires to the right side. Caught by Micah Simon on a second down and eight. Give him nine. Move the sticks again for BYU into Liberty territory. Don't mean to sound like a broken record, but Baylor Romney, when he catches the snap, sets his feet and throws, as he did right there. He had the one-on-one outside to Micah Simon. He's not scared to make throws to the sideline, even if they are from the far hash. Was absolutely on target for the first down to Micah Simon. Clock continues to roll. 4-15. Liberty. All three timeouts left. BYU 2 of 3. 4.05 to play. 31-24 Cougs. Liberty side of the field. First down and 10. Snap Baylor. Handoff Lopini. Just a fall ahead for a couple is all. Not much there. A bit of a loss of balance, I think, by Katoa. It'll be second and eight. Javon Scruggs, the tackle. And I hear a whistle. But the clock continues to roll. Yeah, Greg, I believe we have a, re- a referee who just blows it too many times. Or maybe he's, <laughs> he's letting the other referee, because there was substitution. So perhaps it's the referee telling the umpire to go stand over the ball. But there's been a lot of inadvertent whistles here tonight. So Baylor in the gun with 3.25 to go and a 10-second play clock. Finau to his left hip. Play fake. Screen far side. Immediately tackled upon receipt of the pass is Talon Shumway. So loss on the play from second and nine to third down and 11 now. And now that timeout's called by Liberty. Liberty takes their first charge time out of the half. This is a 30-second timeout. Please reset the game clock to 3-18. 3-1-8, please. Yeah, things were moving along nicely, and then the loss of yardage on the screen to third and 11 becomes the down of the game for BYU. You don't make it here. You're looking to punt and pin and then hoping the defense can win you a game that you lead by 7. 31-24. Timeout with 3-18 to play. This Liberty team has six wins, but four are against, or rather two are against FCS programs. And of the teams that Liberty's defeated this year, you could argue the best is Buffalo. This would be quite the feather in the cap should the Flames find a way to rally and win here. You are looking to hang on to a, a lead that's late at 31-24, 3.18 to go. Cook 6 of 11 on third downs, third and 11, big down here. Four are brought. Seven are dropped. Romney throws near side for Shumway. Did he get it? He leaps into the air at the near boundary, comes down with it, and he caught it. Did he get the first down? It's right at the line. Do they move the sticks? Waiting to signal. Haven't seen it yet. Nope. Haven't put the ball down. The, and where they put it down? Yard line is the yard to gain it. It is right at it. It's right there. This may require. No, nope, they move the sticks. They move them on third and 11. Romney to Shumway, and that was a laser to the near sideline. Again, the perf- again the throw he makes so well. One-on-one to the outside. Rather than being just an out or a hitch, this time it was a comeback, meaning Talon Shumway ran 15 yards down the field, stopped, turned around over his outside shoulder. Baylor put it right on him as he caught the ball on the sideline for the first down. Play of the game, arguably, for BYU in that particular situation, and it moves the sticks. The clock rolls to 2.25, and BYU's completed two Third and 11s tonight. Moved the change twice on third and 11. Liberty takes their second charge timeout of the half. This is the 32nd timeout. Please reset the game clock. 
to 228, please, 228. What's interesting about that stat is, first of all, it's commendable, but that's actually not as surprising. What's more surprising is BYU's gotten a couple firsts in, I think, third and two and third and four. They completed their first, uh, or they converted a third and four for the first time in the season on a pass, and I think they got their first third and two or something like that earlier in the game. But regardless, they've been clutch when it's been needed most. I said this last game against Utah State when Talon Shumway made the catch against the sideline with only one arm. He he hasn't gotten a ton of targets, and he hasn't lit up the stat sheet, but you can count on him one time a game, whether it's a big play or it's a play in a clutch situation like that third and ten was, you can count on Talon Shumway to, to produce for you. Shumway tonight. Four catches, 28 yards. And that long of the night moves the sticks on a third down and 11. And BYU looks at scrum formation on second down and nine. From the Liberty 37. So Galmoliku left wing, Wilgar right wing, Kofensis under center, Tonga is the tail. Snap Kofensis, toss to Dian. And they'll uh, fall ahead for a yard or so, setting up a third down. Liberty and takes seven. Their third and final charge time out of the half. This is the 32nd timeout. What was that? The, the down monitor on the far side shows four. This near one shows three. It is third down, right? It is third down. Okay, so the one on the far side is an error. It's not fourth down. Third down and eight. So, second and nine scrum for a yard or two. What are they looking for there? They probably just felt most secure in that situation. You still give your chance that if, you know, you catch a seam or something, it could pop for big yardage. But it also probably has your lowest downside. You trust that formation to not cough the ball up or fumble. And it for ultimately the goal was to force Liberty to burn their last timeout, which they have they now have done. done. Yep. Yep. Okay, so 2.23 to go. Liberty out of timeouts, and BYU facing another crucial third and eight. Moments ago, they convert on third and 11. Now, this one certainly will almost end the game. Well, quite, but almost. Considering the number of time, uh, seconds it takes to run a play, a first down here would all but end it. BYU is one for one on third and eight tonight. Baylor, Romney, and Gunn. Snap Baylor. Handoff Lopini. And Lopini needing to get eight, got six to the 30-yard line. The clock will roll under two minutes. And BYU can end it or more or less win it with a field goal make from Jake Oldroyd. More or less. Go up 10 points with about 90 seconds to go. The ball's at the 30. A 47-yarder makes it 34-24. And you all but seal the deal. Not as high-pressure situation because against Boise they were backed up, but it is a very similar situation. 47-yarder, the kicker's got to drive the ball, so sometimes it can come off their foot low and you risk. Uh, so so yeah. what do you like here, going for it on fourth and two or kicking for a 10-point lead? I like going for it on fourth and two for the reason that a kicker uh, on a 47-yarder's got to drive the ball, it can come off his foot low, and a blocked field goal is going to be far more catastrophic than turning the ball over on downs and forcing them to go 70 yards the other way. So the Cougs have called timeout to discuss it. Fourth and two at the Liberty 30-yard line in a seven-point game. 31-24 Cougs lead it. 135 to play. The crucial decision BYU made to seal the Boise win came on the Cougars' side of the field. They went scrum on a fourth and one. 
and converted to end the game. This will be a fourth and two on the opposite side of the field. Longer distance, and they've gone field goal. Now, the other thing you can do here is, look, Jake, don't just make sure you get this ball up in the air, which I think he's skilled enough to do, right? It's not maybe as important that you make it and just more important that you don't block it. Obviously, you're trying to make it, but don't kick it into the defense's hands. BYU attempting a Mountain America field goal. If they make it, $500 more to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America. From 47-yard line. It's a fake. They throw it Livingston to Oldroyd, and he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage. And Liberty will take over first and 10 with 127 to go. Hmm. Again, it's all about managing risk. The, the risk of having that field goal blocked and return for a touchdown or something catastrophic like that happen, you... Uh, it's essentially the same as maybe lining up in scrum, a little bit more creative way of doing it. If it works, you're a genius, and everybody says, oh, I never would have thought of that. It hasn't worked in this situation. Now it's up to the BYU defense to hold strong and keep Liberty out of the end zone with a minute 27 left. No timeouts for the Flames. 87 seconds on the clock, and one of the best receivers in college football at your disposal if you're Liberty in Antonio Gandy-Golden. First and 10 Flames at their own 30, make it the 34-yard line. Only a touchdown will do. Cougs by seven. Liberty football. Calvert in the gun. The hand clap, the chest high step, the snap up, the fire caught at midfield. Antonio Gandy-Golden goes high to bring it down. 121 to play. They're at the 50. Flames clock it. Second down and 10 from the 50 with 117 to go. As he's spikes that Greg I have to remark on that he was Gandy Golden was a whole like the next closest hand was in his armpits as he was running across the field on a deep end and elevated to catch that football incredible display of athleticism from the 50 right at the line ball far hash 117 to play the Cougars up seven Calvert in the gun takes a five step pressure from his right steps up wings it to the far boundary it is incomplete Third down and 10 because they clocked it. So now third and 10 from the 50. Diango Moluku coverage on Gandy Golden. Antonio Gandy Golden, 10 catches for 162 and a score tonight. Uriah Leotawa has been really close coming off the left edge the last two plays. He hasn't quite gotten home. We'll see if the, and it's, they've stick, they have stuck to their three man rush. We'll see if they do it here, and we'll see if he can come up with a big play and pressure on Calvert. These teams have combined for 900-plus yards of offense. BYU blitzes. The throw is to the right flat. Tackle is not made on the first stab. Yes, it is. He spun out of it and lost balance and was dropped. As Joshua Mack took the pass in the right flat, they hung on his ankle, spun him around. He stepped out of it. It goes to fourth down and long. Fourth down and 16. The clock rolling to 45 seconds. Play of the game for Liberty. Calvert takes his drop. Stepped up. They slap at the ball. And what do we have? Flags Flag on the far, on the far side, side of the field. Flag far side on a fourth down and 16. The tackle of Mack on the previous play, in which he stepped out of a would-be tackle and fell down, set up fourth and 16, and a flag flew. I wonder if Liberty wasn't, weren't all set. They were kind of slow getting back to the line, and Calvert was rush, rush, rushing, and I wonder if he rushed the snap. Ball start. Offense number seven. Five-yard penalty. Repeat fourth down. So it'll go to four. Under one minute, 
No timeouts for Liberty. We will have a 10 second runoff. Please reset the game clock to 34 seconds. 3-4, the clock will start on my signal. So the Flames lose yardage and time. Fourth down and 21, one play to stay alive. For Buckshot, Calvert, Liberty, and hopes of a massive upset. One play to stay alive and one person the ball's going to. Everyone in the stadium knows who. So 31-24, Kooks. When the foul occurred, the clock was at 49 seconds. With a 10-second runoff, it will be set at 39 seconds. Please reset the game clock to 39 seconds, and it will start on my signal. So they gain five more seconds. Fourth and 21 at the Liberty 39-yard line. Antonio Gandy-Golden is the lone receiver short side, left side. Trips to the right. And now BYU calls timeout, it looks like. Have to be. Liberty's out of them, and BYU now huddles at the far side. The whistle has to be a BYU timeout with 32 seconds on the clock. Third and final charge timeout for BYU. I like that timeout because I didn't necessarily love. You mentioned Gandy Golden was the lone receiver to the short side of the field, and they had him. They were aligned similar to how they have been with Diane Gawolaku as the manned-up cornerback playing over the top and then the linebacker playing this the underneath defender. This is a 30-second timeout. Please reset the game clock to 35 seconds. 3-5 in the game clock, please. The free safety was over the ball in the middle of the field, a little bit too far away for my comfort. I'd like to see him come out here in more of a halves coverage, have Diane line up the same way he has with the underneath coverage, but give him some help uh, with the safeties down the field. Thirty-five seconds remain. Fourth down and twenty-one for Liberty at the Flames' thirty-nine-yard line. Buckshot Calvert takes a shotgun snap. A three-man rush for BYU. Calvert releases and it's incomplete near side. Downfield at the line to gain. It appeared that Gandy Golden had his hands on it and could not bring it in. We'll call it a pass breakup. It's a push in the back as the ball gets to him. It drops incomplete and BYU will win it. I was a little nervous there because they allowed Gandy Golden to, to get open, but Isaiah Kafusi was right there in his back pocket. You're right, Greg. The ball got to him, and he got two hands on it, but the collision from Isaiah Kafusi was so violent that he was not able to secure the catch. So the Kafusi pass breakup. The Cougs will take the field, take a knee, and take a win. Out of Week 10, the Cougs will go to 5-4 and four and win for a third straight time this season. First three-game win streak for BYU since the tail end of 2016. Baylor-Romney approaching under center. Takes a knee. This game is over. BYU wins it by a score of 31-24. Post-game recap next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so back at Provo's Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 31-24 is our final score. BYU a winner over the Liberty Flames. Cooks go to 5-4 on the year, back above 500, And uh, taking on FCS Idaho State next Saturday here. Chance to get bowl eligible one week from today, officially that is. And then we'll see what postseason destination awaits BYU. We would most properly assume the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. But until ESPN signs 
the deal. You never quite know. But that's going to be our presumption right now. And so uh, bowl eligibility has never looked more certain than after today with FCS opponent coming in next week. All right, let's uh, wrap it up for now. Ben Bagley standing by with Cougar Post Game Live. Yardage total. Uh, both teams combined to top 900 tonight. BYU 471, Liberty 431. BYU goes 306 pass and 165 rush. Liberty goes 303 pass and 128 rush. BYU does end up outrushing Liberty on the night. First downs went to Liberty by 2, 25 to 23. Both teams on third downs above, uh, above 50%. Liberty 9 of 17, BYU 7 of 13. Liberty snapped 76 plays to BYU 70. BYU averaged 6.7 yards per play to Liberty's 5.7. BYU won a game while going minus two in the turnover margin. An INT and a fumble loss for the Cougs. The Flames went turnover free on this day. Baylor Romney ends up with another 150-plus pass efficiency day. 160.3 on 23 for 33 for 262. Three touchdowns and a pick. Micah Simon had one touch, one throw. It went 44 yards for a score. Sione Finau is the leading rusher. 10 for 69, a long of 16. Leading receiver, Micah Simon. 7 for 91 and a touchdown catch. He also had that touchdown pass, as noted. For Liberty, Buckshot Calvert, 27 of 45 for 303. Three touchdowns, no picks. A passer rating of 138.6. Leading rusher, Hickson goes... Uh, Frankie Hickson goes 16 for 79, along of 17, no scores. And Antonio Gandy-Golden, 10 grabs, 162 and a touchdown, along of 41, as BYU wins it 31 to 24. BYU went to the... Uh, BYU, by the way, did score in all four quarters in this game, took a 17 to 7 lead to the locker room, and scored twice in the second half. So at 17 to 7, Liberty makes it a 17-10 game on a Probert field goal with 7.58 to go in quarter number three. BYU retook a double-digit lead and had its first two-score lead on this play with 4.11 to go in the third. Fourth down and two, and BYU goes to pistol. Katoa trails Romney. Now to the left hip of Romney. The hand clap, the belt high snap, the sprint left, the throw to Hifo, the first down and more. 35-30, 25-20, he's gone. 10-5, touchdown, 11 Hifo on fourth and two. It's a 41-yard score. 24-10 Cougs at that point. Antonio Gandy-Golden scores on a 41-yard pass from Buckshot Calvert the other way. 24-17. The Cougars would score for a final time. With 12-01 to go in the fourth quarter, it was Romney to his other tight end, let's say. Tight end and wing back to the right. They motion, ignore that. Deep drop. Romney for the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown by Marone Ulupututa on the right side. And the Cougars go back up two scores. 31-17 there. Liberty would add a score with 6.35 to go. A Zach Fouts touchdown catch. Nice catch there to make it 31-24 on the final. Some interest in the final minute, but BYU hangs on to win it by 7. Riley Nelson, thoughts for now? They took care of business. BYU took care of business. Liberty is a formidable foe. There was much talk leading up to this game. Oh, their strength of schedule is is weak, and two of their wins have come against you know, the, the sixth win is misleading because two have come against FCS opponents. But they came in here and uh, provided a very good football game. You take a, you wonder if the win is that much more convincing if you take away the two turnovers because BYU, both of those turnovers did happen in scoring territory. Regardless, the defense played great. Obviously, they have a great player. They were able to limit the damage that he was able or the impact he was able to have on this game. The offense had timely big plays, and it resulted in, as you said earlier, Greg, third straight win on this season. 
All right, so it was late in the 2016 season. BYU won five in a row. They tacked on one to open the 2017 season. Since then, no uh, win stretch longer than two consecutive wins until tonight. Three in a row for the Cougs and hopefully more to come. 31-24 is your final score. Ben Bagley coming up next with Cougar Postgame Live and lots of postgame conversations still ahead from players, coaches, and us up in the booth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.